Today we are on episode 65 of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, and we are talking about how to hire for your art business, or matter-of-factly, just hiring your tribe. Let's get started. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. We'll bring you creative insights, inspiring interviews, valuable resources, and art marketing, along with decades of experience to provide you the strategic approach to unleash your creative talents and rock your inner entrepreneur. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Hey everyone, Sonia Paz here with the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And as I mentioned, today's topic for today's episode is going to be about hiring and how to hire, when to hire, and when is it the right time to hire with your growing art business and how to grow your team and select the right candidates to be able to fulfill your desires and expectations as an employer. Now, it's not easy sometimes because, of course, you want to hire someone that is going to be able to take the torch and excel at all of the duties and things that you're going to want to have help with with your business. Now, if your business is growing, and I certainly hope it is, you're doing great, you're filling orders, you're doing commissions, possibly showing in art shows and things like that, you're going to need some help. Face it, you're going to need some help and you are going to need to release that creative energy to someone that can truly help you with getting the things that you need done. Now, as an employer or someone who is paying for hired help, you're going to encounter some highs and lows and ups and downs. And I am going to present you today with a few key things to consider when hiring. I wish I had a list like this, everyone, when I was starting out and when I was hiring and when I was needing help, but I was so frazzled and I was just so overwhelmed that I just wasn't sure if if I should just do it myself or if I should really invest in training somebody and hiring an assistant or someone to do production for me so that I can do the things that I needed to do, which was create more products, paint more paintings and run the day-to-day. But I needed help with filling orders and just having that backup person that could learn from me, make sure that I'm on task. So there was a little bit of management for me because I'm an artist and I'm all over the place. But I wanted to make sure that I got someone in that was really going to truly benefit the time and effort it was going to take to get this person up to speed, trained, and hopefully on their own. So yes, like I said, I wish I had a list like this or at least some guidance of what to expect when hiring or getting an assistant for my art business. Now, depending on how formal the job is that you're looking to fill for the assistant or production assistant, perhaps your key admin person, there should be some standards that you should take into consideration. And I'm going to name off just the five top things off the top of my head that for me was super important. And of course, working in corporate for well over 20 years, these were things that I knew just were common sense things of what to expect when um, looking for somebody to help you with your business. Regardless, 
it's a lot of this is just standard stuff that regardless if you are an artist or regardless if you're looking for somebody in a creative realm, a lot of this is just common sense. So the first thing I want to tell you about is resumes. Yay! <laughs> resumes. Always request a resume. Hiring somebody without any type of summary of their qualifications or education may not be the smartest thing. And the reason I say that is you'd like to get an idea of where this person has worked before, how long they've been at a job, what kind of attention to detail they might have had, and what responsibilities that they took on in previous positions. You might have gotten a recommendation from a friend of a friend who's just looking for a part-time gig that um, you know you thought might be a really good fit. So you bring them in for an informational interview and... You want to have at least a document, something that they have taken the time to prepare that shows you one, here's one, or A, that they are serious, two, that they've been around the block before, they have gone and have had this, you know, had a resume, so they've had jobs before, but it also just tells you that they're serious. Now, try not to bring someone in that you just got their phone number on and it's hanging on a post-it note on your monitor. Bring somebody in for an informational interview to get to know the person so that you two can have a conversation. This will tell you a lot. One, you'll have the resume. Two, you're going to have face-to-face communication, and that can give you a good sense of how they communicate. Do they look you in the eye? Do they seem sincere? Do they really know their stuff? And you can tell and determine a lot of that from just an informational interview. It's not unheard of, everyone, that this day and age, no matter how extravagant or menial the job is, resumes are important. If that person happens to have a LinkedIn page and they have recommendations and they have a series of qualifications and more information aside from the resume, that's also a bonus. Number two, it does not go without saying that recommendations accompanying the resumes would be nice. Yes, it would be nice. It's not necessarily mandatory. However, it's a good thing to have. A recommendation of somebody who has worked with this person, or I should say this candidate, that could enthusiastically recommend them and just get an idea from them why they would recommend them for this position. Number three, like I said before, sit down, have an informational interview, something casual. And depending on the formality of the position that you're looking to fill, I would say sit down and just have a candid conversation, something relaxing. Get to know one another. See why they are interested in working with you. See why they are interested to become part of your tribe. I have found in my experience that when you have a candidate who is aware of your artwork or the services that you're providing, and they know you, then they really respect you as an artist. And not only as an artist, but as a business person. And this informational interview and the fact that you've requested a resume really will start to solidify the fact that you're an entrepreneur, that you have standards, that you are professional and that you know what you're doing and that you're just not, you know, so flaky that you're just going to hire some Joe Blow off the street without having really have set some standards for yourself, and then that will reflect on how they perceive you. Getting someone on board that is familiar with you and your artwork is a bonus. They 
know you. They know your name. They know what you're creating. And chances are maybe they've purchased something from you before or they have supported you by coming to an event. So you bringing them on is not only a benefit for you, but it's also a benefit for them. They want to work with you. They want to learn from you. They want to be part of the process and be able to support you. And when I tell you, when having employees who respect you and want to be part of the action, that is your best word of mouth. It travels fast. They will get your people in there. They will get their friends and family in there because they are passionate, because they're there to work for you and to help you out. There's nothing better than word of mouth. It travels fast and it travels in groups. If you're able to find someone that can certainly benefit and benefit not only benefit you, but you benefit them, it's a win-win. Several of my sales associates were at one point clients. They were collectors. They were customers. And when I happened to mention that I was looking for somebody, an extra sales associate or someone to help with production, boom, these were the people who stepped up. They said, I want to work with you. I want to be part of this thing. I want to be able to help you out because I know you need the help. And I think the environment here is so cool. It's so creative. And they really liked what I was doing. They loved the products. They loved the energy. And those are the kind of people that you can most certainly rely on and that they're eager and they want to be there. I did require that we would see a resume, we would do an informational interview, and it just seemed like a no-brainer. These were the people that were so passionate and so supportive that it ended up being a win-win for everyone. And not only a win-win in just the job, but these are folks that I am deeply grateful for, and they we are close and we are friends to this day. Even though we have moved our location and I don't have that specific staff anymore, we get together and we love each other's company. We talk, we pick up where we left off, and it's awesome. Those are the kind of business relationships that you really, really, really want to gravitate toward and really want to cultivate and foster. They are the ones that will just, you know, keep you going, keep you positive, and it gets them excited as well. Now we move on to number four. If you are bringing in additional people to take on additional responsibilities and you already have employees who are working for you, include them in that interview process. Interview them with a potential candidate and not only will you get questions asked by on a different perspective, but it will make sure that 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 there's a, a good personality match with the um, potential candidate as well as your established staff. In fact, I'm a big proponent of panel interviews. If you can master the panel interview uh, forum, that's actually quite beneficial because you can talk as a group. There's a lot more questions, a lot more engagement, and a lot of the concerns or other questions can be bounced off one another and can be addressed in the panel interview format. But if you are just by yourself and you're just starting to look for a, a candidate, obviously you're not going to have a panel, but that is something to consider as you grow your tribe. Moving on to number five, pay. What do you pay? What are you planning to pay these assistants? Or what are you planning on pay, paying your staff? Now, I have had several conversations with so many artists and creative people over the years And there's always one looming question. 
What do I pay this person? How do I figure that out? Well, obviously, minimum wage from state to ta- state to yeah, minimum wage from state to state varies. In fact, even within the state, from county to county and from city to city, wages do fluctuate and they are different. However, it goes without saying that each job might pay a different rate. If you're looking for an overall assistant, think of it this way. You are going to pay someone an hourly rate that is going to lift the burden of a lot of the menial tasks away from you. You are looking and you are going to be paying for a second arm. This is going to be another person, someone who can check your emails and answer accordingly, someone who can manage the online sales for you and ship those, somebody who can answer the phone for you, someone who can filter different, you know, you you get a lot of phone calls, they can help balance that out. Don't go cheap. Look for someone, pay, I'm not telling, saying to pay, you know, a certain amount of money. I'm not going to throw a number out there because I think it's something that you really need to reflect on. What is it worth to you to get someone in there that is going to seriously help you out and take the load off of you? Now, if you have a studio or you're doing shows and or a gallery, if you if you have a gallery and you have sales staff, give them an hourly rate and factor in a commission program. They make money on what they sell. So you're going to want to find somebody with a personality that can upsell and suggest that they can talk freely about you, know you as the artist, and talk about you because you're not going to necessarily be there all the time. They can talk about you. They can get the customers and clients excited. And whatever they sell, they get a percentage of. That is how galleries work. And that is what we did in our gallery. And I'm going to tell you, the right mix of people and the right training, you will get some rock star salespeople in your tribe, in your sales force that will do this for you. They will make money, they're energized, they're happy, and they are excited to come to work. Now, I have seen lots of ads for artists who are looking for assistance. And one of the things that I have seen on job postings is that they're not going to pay you with with currency. They're going to pay you with product. And that's something that I want you all to think about because not everyone is going to answer your ad and know you. They're not going to be excited to get paid for a product that maybe is something that they're not interested in. So try not to pin down and and get a candidate by saying, this doesn't pay, we'll take it out and trade or whatever. Seriously, you need to think about that. And that has to be worked out with the right candidate. If that is something that you have a collector that wants to work with you and they're retired or they don't you know, not looking for full-time work and they want to do it for fun because they love being around you and they want to be part of the, of the scope of what you're doing, then by all means, you can have that discussion. But listing an ad out on Craigslist or monster.com or whatever it is, Facebook, social media, that you're looking for assistant and it's only going to pay via product, you're, you're cutting out a lot of potential. So I would certainly say, Really think about what you want to do. Think about the kind of person that you want there and 
when you get that right person, it's going to click and you'll see a huge difference. You know, and I'm going to tell you, attitude is everything. You can have someone that is dressed to the hilt, completely presentable, but they they might just have the worst attitude ever. And you don't want that in your workplace because I've been there and I've had this happen to me and it drains. It's draining. It's expensive. And it just, it just adds a whole dark cloud over your business that you don't need. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Did you know that you can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash rockstar? Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can download onto your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And for you, the listeners of the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a 30-day free trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash rockstar. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash rockstar for your free audiobook. Now, certainly, last but not least, make sure that you get a candidate that you feel that you can truly, truly trust and someone that you can confide in, someone that you know will care about the integrity of your work just like you do. This is your name on these products. This is your artwork that you're selling. And this is the face of the company that you need to maintain as professional as possible. There is absolutely nothing wrong to standing up for yourself to make sure that your product line and your artwork carries the integrity that it deserves. If you have someone who's doing framing for you, make sure they're properly trained and that make sure that you are really communicating the details of the tasks. So you have someone doing framing for you and you haven't explained that they have to clean the glass on the outside and on the inside and that there needs to be debris swept away between the glass and your artwork. Those are little details. And if you start documenting those as you go along, then, or if you have time to do it ahead of time, make sure it's documented so that they can follow that and there's little direction. And once they start doing it, they'll know. But if you do not tell people the details that are needed to accomplish certain tasks, they're not going to know and they're going to go through it. They're not going to, they're going to do it wrong. You'll be upset. And then of course you have to start over. So you might as well just show them the right way from the get go and then they'll know. And that doesn't go for just framing. It goes from anything from canvas preparation to working on your portfolio, stamping your name and address on envelopes or labeling postcards that are going to be mailed out. If you want those labels on a certain way in a certain place, you need to show them. If that stamp has to be on a certain way in a certain area on the postcard, you have to show them because they are not mind readers. If you take yourself back and you go to think about when you had your first job or a job wherever and someone didn't show you, you know how lousy it can feel when you do something wrong. So showing someone how to do it right from the get-go or not only just right, but to your expectations makes a huge difference. And of course, keeps that communication wide open and they'll respect you and you'll respect them. It's all good. 
Now, I have seen, and I'm not saying names, but I have seen artists who have talked very poorly to their employees and have talked to them in a very negative way and made them feel stupid and embarrassing them. Think about how you would want to be treated if you were doing the job. And it's just not professional. This is why documenting your processes and getting things in order is really critical. Talk to people as a professional. Talk to them like you would want to be spoken to. And that just keeps it all good. There are really constructive ways to get a point across or to correct a mishap, but don't do it in front of customers. And of course, don't, you know, raise your, never raise your voice at an employee. That's just, <laughs> I've been at, I've been at jobs back when I was a teenager, I got yelled at. I've never forgotten it. And it just made me totally disrespect that person as I got older and have become an employer and know that um, that's just wrong. So. That's all I'm going to say about that. So everyone, we're going to wrap this up here. And just to close out real quick, if you find yourself hiring staff because your business is thriving, I am ecstatic for you. And this is a really wonderful opportunity for you in your business to be able to hire a staff, hire assistants. It's truly amazing. And I am so proud of the fact that your business is growing and I want to hear these success stories and I would love it if you send me an email you can you can reach me at mentor at rockstarmentor.com and also I want to just mention because we are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and Google Play would love a five-star review we are um, we have hit our one-year mark I'm so excited about that Really excited to be able to be attending Podcast Movement coming up in August of this year. And save these podcasts. You can download them to your device. And especially this episode. This episode, I would suggest that you keep in your podcast library because this is going to be a good one that you will want to listen to again and again as you are either, one, on the journey to hire people or as you're just on the eve of hiring people. And of course, when you have hired the perfect person, I would go back and listen to this. And if under a very unfortunate circumstance, you have hired someone that was not to your expectations, listen to this podcast again, because it will just give you a reminder of the good, the pros, the bads, and the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of um, hiring staff. So build your tribe for people that you trust and you respect, and that will come back full circle. So that is a wrap today, everyone. Visit me on rockstarmentor.com. We have a mastermind group. I have one-on-one -on -one consulting. Would love to talk to you about your certain projects. If you need help and need one-on-one, -on -one, I am here for you. Sonia Paz, Rockstar Mentor Podcast. I want you to all stay cool. It is really hot out there. And that's it. Take care. Bye-bye.